successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us on 980 AM and Talk980AM.com today. Also appreciate you connecting with us on iTunes and TuneIn Radio as well as on GrillNationShow.com. I have to thank our uh, last few shows. We've uh, loaded those up to iTunes and we've had, uh, uh, as, as the popular bar goes, some of our shows we've had a few little little X's in them. And now we have, on last week's show, our highest we've ever had. Um, that was obviously due to Jimmy Conrad coming on the show, a former U.S. men's national team star and sporting KC legend and also a huge digital media guru. I appreciate uh, all the folks that have listened to us on iTunes and TuneIn Radio lately. Um, you can connect with us again at GrillNationShow.com where all of our podcasts, photos of our guests, information, everything is right there at GrillNationShow.com. Um, also, I'm on every social media handle there is out there, whether it's Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatnot, at Jason Grill on most of those handles. Uh, check me out there and uh, connect with me about future shows or if you have any questions about Grill Nation Show. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation Show, and they are a great group of people. They're awesome people here in Kansas City and throughout the country and do incredible work, and I'm very lucky to have them on as partners and supporters. You hear from them time to time on our show. They are Trust Bank of Kansas City, the Bash Group, Andrew Bash, who is a great guest co-host and contributor and will be joining us here down the road. Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, John Kenny Hertz, guest co-host and contributor. You can check him out at GrillNationShow.com. His photos uh, are up there under our supporter page. Catalyst Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, contributor and guest co-host. He should be joining us with an update on the legislative session in Missouri here near in the near future. The Rieger KC, now newly rebranded, it used to be the Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, and now it's just the Rieger KC. And Jay Rieger & Co., a great um, whiskey and vodka and gin spirits here in Kansas City throughout the country. Ryan Maybe is your guest host and contributor to the show from there. Kansas City Power Light District, the great folks downtown in Kansas City. And Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink, who is a uh, really great financial guy and just an all-around great Kansas City and who I hope to bring back on the show here very soon. Thanks for all your support. Today's show is going to be pretty awesome. We have on, uh, in our f- next segment, we'll have Jeff Slobowski, who's the founder of Router Ventures. He also was the founder at Silicon Perry News, which many people might have met him through that. When we first started the show as Entrepreneur KC many years ago, we had Jeff on the show. Um, just an awesome entrepreneur, a, a really good relationship builder. He just started Router Ventures uh, not too long ago. Uh, they do a lot of consulting work, but also have a venture fund. Uh, and do have some companies they've invested in. And Jeff is truly a thought leader. Um, if you go to his website, routerventures.com, uh, you'll see quotes from people such as Tony Shea, um, Laura Weidman, Weidman Powers, uh, Mark Echo, 
uh, just some really A-list entrepreneurs. And his whole point is of his company is Relationship Spark Change. So we're going to have Jeff on the show in our second segment to talk about uh, venture capital, talk about what's going on here in the Midwest, to really kind of talk about how you can build relationships with some of the A-listers in the entrepreneur community, or if you're really looking to just do funding and get funding for your startup. He has some really good advice. He also will drop some nuggets on uh, a book that uh, you all should check out, which is going to be really exciting. In our third and fourth segments today, we will be lucky to have on uh, Stephen Hilliard, who's the executive director of Catholic Charities. Uh, also, Lisa Tolp, who is the uh, marketing and communications director at Catholic Charities of the Kansas City St. Joseph Diocese. And for all those out there that don't know about Catholic Charities, uh, they're an amazing group. And, and one of the misconceptions is, is that <clears throat> they just get involved in Catholic issues. No, no, they, they help people from all walks of life, uh, whether with tons of different core services, whether their emergency assistance is needed, housing, health, workforce development, education and support. They, they focus their programs on, you know, former offenders, disability and deaf, seniors, veterans, mental health and children and families. And they, they do a lot to touch every every different walk of life here in the Kansas City area and serve up to 27 counties in the region. Uh, their office is located in downtown Kansas City. It's beautiful. It's on Main Street. It'll be right on the, the streetcar line. So I wanted to have Lisa and Stephen come in today and talk about kind of what Catholic Charities does for the community. And one of the great things they do is work towards um, outpacing poverty in, in our area. And a lot of poverty, over 20% of poverty happens uh, with children. And they have a really cool event coming up, which I wanted to highlight today. It's on June 18th. It's the Outpace Poverty uh, One Step at a Time Walk. And now 5K, they're going to have a Time 5K this year, which is new. It's at the Berkeley Riverfront Park. It had been at the Liberty Memorial. They changed it to the Berkeley Riverfront Park this year. Uh, all the details about that are at outpacepoverty.org. I will be there running. It's on June 18th, the morning. I believe it starts at 8 a.m. They're going to have all kinds of family fun. Uh, all of the mascots will be there for your children. Uh, continental breakfast, uh, face painting, the whole, the whole nine yards. It'll be a really cool event on June 18th at the Berkeley Riverfront Park. More information again is at outpacepoverty.org. So if you're a runner, walker, just want to bring your family out that morning. It's a Saturday. It'll be an awesome event. Um, this will be the fourth year, and Catholic Charities will be on the show later to talk about it and to talk about all the services they offer. So very excited to have Lisa Tolp and Stephen Hilliard on today's show. I want to bring up an article I wrote recently uh, for the Huffington Post. Uh, it's regarding Kansas City seeing a jump in venture capital. This is something that I've taken a very strong interest in. It's one of the things that people say is is the biggest impediment to Kansas City and to the growth of the startup community and entrepreneurship and to businesses as a whole. You know, obviously Kansas City has seen a rebirth and uh, and has seen a really big renaissance in its in its downtown and its development and its entrepreneurial sector. You know, obviously that started with the Google Fiber Initiative, but also now we are a Cisco smart and connected community. But one of the things that we hadn't been great at was venture capital, whether that's because money was sitting on the sidelines or, you know, uh, money was going more to the coast instead of staying here in the Midwest. Or to be honest with you, Kansas City CEOs and families of wealth have been uh, giving a lot of money over the years to charitable causes and maybe not as much towards the risky uh, world of venture capital and funding startups. Um, but th- the times are changing and there's some really new awesome groups uh, I would like to highlight, and I highlight this at thehuffingtonpost.com. You can just check it out. Just Google Huffington Post and Jason Grill, and my story will pop up. Uh, but KC Rise is a new group that's building a $20 million venture fund uh, through the KC Rising Group. Uh, 
That's one of the things I mentioned in the article where they will fund partners that and will invest a dollar for every $5 invested from any other VC firms. You also have groups like uh, Flyover Capital, Royal Street Ventures, this new group called the Collective Fund, which is going to be more of a crowdfunding model. You've got the success of the Digital Sandbox, uh, which has already, to this day, funded 55 startups in Kansas City and with early stage capital. And, and this funding has led to nearly $23 million in follow-up funding. Um, there's the Women's Capital Connection. I know they've invested heavily up to $3 million, I believe, in the last year in companies. Um, so needless to say, I think Kansas City's biggest perceived entrepreneurial impediment is being tackled. So uh, really cool really cool study, too, from the Mattermark about Kansas City being the third fastest growing city at, at this time uh, in a study done um, over a three-month period uh, for venture capital compared to last year at the same time period in 2015. So uh, check that out at HuffingtonPost.com backslash Jason Grill uh, or just Google it. Uh, it's a really, really interesting new article I just wrote last week about this, this venture capital funding rage in Kansas City going on. Well, I appreciate you joining us today on Grill Nation Show. Thanks for joining us again on 980 AM and on iTunes and GrillNationShow.com. We'll be back after the break. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to having you. Have a great day. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Keep them going crazy though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. I appreciate you listening today on iTunes. I will say this that uh, our last two shows on iTunes have been very popular. Uh, appreciate you listening and, and, and on that medium and joining us on iTunes and TuneIn Radio, as well as at GrillNationShow.com, uh, where all of our podcasts, photos of our guests, uh, all of our social media handles can be found, and more information about the show again at GrillNationShow.com. In our first segment today, I talked a little bit about venture capital in Kansas City and some exciting news throughout the country um, about Kansas City getting noticed or the Midwest getting noticed for entrepreneurship and for venture capital and more financial assistance being invested in startups and entrepreneurship here uh, in the Silicon Prairie. And wanted to bring on our next guest, who is a uh, real interesting guy. You might have met him before. and Actually, he's been to Kansas City many times. Uh, Jeff Slabowski, who's the Founder of Router Ventures, um, who it's a really new, exciting company in Kansas City. He's formerly uh, one of the founders of Silicon Prairie News. He's also the VP of Business Development at Wave Interactive. Um, Jeff, welcome to the show. Jason, thanks. Appreciate uh, appreciate you having me. Uh, to be on. Yeah, it's great to have you on, man. I haven't seen you for a while, but you've been up to a lot of great things, haven't you? Yeah, keeping busy and uh, uh, yeah, hope to get uh, back to Kansas City here over the next couple weeks. So kind of running around and keeping busy like we all are. So tell me about your company that you uh, that launched recently. Uh, new, new, really exciting company. does a lot of different things. You bet. So uh, launched officially Router Ventures, uh, oh gosh, I mean, uh, under the radar about a year ago, um, give or take. And so have been doing some consulting work and business development and just kind of plugging in with uh, a couple select projects and startups uh, in the early days. And then about five months ago, um, really kind of pushed forward the fund uh, part or component of Router Ventures as well. So for a number of years, you know, have heard that there's, you know, limited capital, right, mm-hmm. uh, in the area uh, and had some conversations with investors and LPs from outside the area. 
that realized and knew that there were some great companies, you know, in our, our neck of the woods, but uh, just didn't have the bandwidth or the time to focus or be on the ground here. And so, uh, raised a, a first part of a kind of a small seed fund and, uh, and now just kind of firing on all cylinders and, uh, we're actually plugged into a, a couple different companies already. So, uh, things are going well and, uh, continue to ramp things up and, and learn as I go as well. So. So you all you do a little consulting too, but also the fund and and one of the mantras on your website, which is routerventures dot com, is relationships spark change. And I, I think, um, at least in my life and what I've done, I think the relationships, uh, whether they be mutually beneficial relationships or finding a way to connect with people, no matter what the project or the event or whatnot, is huge. And that's one of the things I think that you've done well over the years. Um, talk about kind of what relationships mean to an entrepreneur or to someone looking for funding. I think they're, I mean, they're invaluable, right? And, and Jason, you, you hit it on the head. I think entrepreneurs can't look at it to say, oh, you know, I need to find an investor, right? Or I need to find a co-founder. I need to find a, you know, a developer. It's more just really putting yourself out there and uh, being open to learn from anybody that you come in contact with, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's, you know, that's key. Uh, you know, we're all at the particular company that we're at today, right? So I'm working on Router Ventures, but who knows where you and I and, you know, a founder or entrepreneur is going to be five years, 10 years, 15 years from now. And so, you know, I think if we, sometimes if, even if you take the titles off of, you know, or the, the hats that we wear off of these relationships and the friendships that we, that we come into in life and just really say, okay, you know, what are you passionate about? What are you good at? You know, how can I help, right? Or how can we work on something together, I think, is what it really boils down to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, it's it's the lack of density, I think, in, in, in the area in the Midwest. is It makes it even more important to essentially kind of support and work together and kind of collaborate on dif- different initiatives and projects. And so that's really the focus and where the name came from, from Router Ventures. You know, if you think of a router, kind of sits on the shelf and... Super important piece of hardware, um, but also is kind of routing, if you will, all the the important uh, pieces and, uh, and uh, portions of a network. You know where they need to be at the right time, right place. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's essentially what we're trying to do. Whether it's capital or just uh, mentors or advisors or so on and so forth. Yeah, and also too, I mean, you've got a lot of good relationships yourself that you've built over the years and fostered over the years in the entrepreneurial community. If you go to your website, routerventures.com, dot com. You have quotes from a lot of big entrepreneurs. What building those relationships? What was that like for you? I mean, coming from the, I mean Omaha, getting people like you know like a um, like a, a Tony Shea and and, and uh, you know those types of folks to kind of connect mm-hmm. with. I mean, what how you know how did you do that? Were you just a total hustler, or did you just go to a lot of events, or did you just plan a lot of events? How did that happen for you? A lot of entrepreneurs obviously are looking for influence influencers to kind of help grow their brands. And to learn from and to get mentorship from. Um, how did you do that? How, how did you really start that process? Yeah, I mean, great question, Jason. And um, I, I mean, a lot of it is just being present, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, yes, there was some element of, you know, being present uh, in New York, in San Francisco, right? If, even if that's a couple days, a quarter, or, you know, a couple times a year, it's it's way different to build, you know, a relationship and a network and, and friendships, you know, sitting down with somebody over a meal or a drink than it is, you know, tweeting or, uh, you know, Facebook or whatever it might be. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of that is just being present. Right. And, um, I, I think it's not leading with an ask, uh, so many of, you know, some of the, 
the founders that have you know risen to a different level or scale are so used to folks coming out and say, hey, will you invest in this company? Or, hey, will you be spokesman for what I'm doing? Or, you know, and it's about me first, right? And so I think there's an element of, you know, treating everybody the same, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And just kind of saying, okay, what are you good at? What are you, you know, how can I help with what you're doing? You know, whether it's one of these entrepreneurs that has a new uh, book coming out and you're able to line up a couple tour stops for them in the Midwest or the region or, you know, helping to promote their product or service, um, you know, then I think it becomes easier when, when there's things that you might need down the line to say, hey, you know, would be grateful for your help on XYZ, right? And it's, it's less of that awkward, uh, less of that awkward ask when it's a genuine relationship and friendship that you're, that you've built over the years. So, um, and listen, as I get older too, I realize like at the end of the day, you know, everybody has a story, right? Again, some, some folks' stories are more widely known or, you know, held to a higher regard or higher claim than others. But, you know, I still love hearing the story of, you know, an amazing entrepreneur that's flying out of the radar that folks mm. haven't heard of yet, you know, and how do you, how do you get him or her connected into, into what's happening? So, yeah. That is awesome. Um, Jeff Slabowski, who is the founder of Router Ventures, he's on Twitter at Slabowski, uh, that's S-L-O-B-O-T-S-K-I. He also strives to match his socks daily. So I, <laughs> I, I saw that in your Twitter bio. That's, that's very, that's very helpful. Um, although the kids these days, Jeff, the, are mix matching their socks. It's, uh, it's a weird trend, right? That's uh, what I hear. That's what I hear. I gotta get with the time. <laughs> um, you know, it's real interesting what you said about, about relationships and about building them and about, you know, helping people before they help you sometimes. Um, so what's going on in the, uh, in the Omaha startup culture? Um, since I haven't caught up with you in a while, is, is it, is it continuing to grow? Are you seeing growth? Are you seeing, uh, any wins come out of Omaha with, uh, funding actually and, and new companies maybe exiting? Yeah, no, it's a great question. You know, I think, uh, there's a lot of activity, uh, uh, happening still. And what I mean by that is it's, you know, it's, this is a 20 year journey. It's a 20 year vision. Brad Feld says it all the time. And so, and that resets every year too, right? And so it's not to say, Hey, in you know 2036, Omaha and Kansas City and Lincoln and you know Cedar Rapids, Iowa are all going to be these amazing startup communities. But it's to say we've got to take a long-term view and approach. And so, if you look at that and then look at where we are currently today, I think you know we're on the right track. There's uh, you know there's companies like Huddle on one end of the spectrum that started in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, a decade or so ago and uh, now has offices both Lincoln, Omaha, and really around the globe. They've got employees in several locations, uh, and they just closed a $72 million round of funding from Excel Partners, a, a large, respected firm out of New York uh, last year. And so, again, continuing to grow. I wouldn't put them in the startup stage. You know, they're a very well-established and successful company at this point. And then you see companies like uh, Travify and Flywheel and you know, just a number of other companies that have um, starting to continue to grow and scale their businesses and hire and get into new markets and customers. Um, and then what I get excited about, you've got uh, supporting kind of uh, activities and uh, programs in the ecosystem like Interface uh, and Omaha Code School that uh, are working to develop the next generation of developers and coders mm-hmm. to plug into these companies, right? And so, uh, you know, again, and then just ancillary activities, uh, you know, Big Omaha is just coming up and we've got a number of different activities throughout the year, uh, you know, to keep the community kind of connected and building um, together. And so uh, I think overall, you know, still going the right direction, right? Um, 
you know, is the pace where it could be and should be? I'm not sure. You know, it's as long as we're we're making a concentrated effort and saying, okay, what components are, you know, lacking or behind uh, in our ecosystem and, and constantly paying attention to that, mm-hmm. then I think that, you know, uh, we are trying to make the right strides to, to keep everything moving at, a, at an equal pace, if you will. But, it sounds um, similar to Kansas yeah. City. I mean, it really does, and it does sound the same with the venture capital, and that's starting to increase here in the Midwest, and it's, 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 it's good. It's just, again, it's just getting people to come to the communities and to see um, all the great amenities and all the great relationships and all the great support you can have, uh, which is very important in, in the Midwest and in Omaha and in Kansas City. Hey, Jeff, we got about 40 seconds left in this segment. Uh, real quickly, what is the fav- what's your favorite book you've read or something people should look at if they're an entrepreneur? Yeah, you bet. Adam Grant's book, uh, Give and Take, uh, amazing book, just, um, just on how to conduct, you know, yourself in life, right? Uh, business and just everything in between. So I'd say Adam Grant, uh, Give and Take is one of the best books I'd recommend to anybody. Great. Jeff Slobowski, uh, founder of Router Ventures. He's an entrepreneurial guru. Check him out at Slobowski on Twitter. Uh, and at routerventures.com. I appreciate you coming on Grill Nation show today, Jeff, and it's great to reconnect with you. You bet. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. We'll be right back after the break with more Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today. First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. I just want to chill, got a sack for us to roll Married to the money, introduced it to my stove Showed her how to whip and now she remix it below Hello and welcome to a Grill Nation with Jason Grill. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com Also appreciate you joining us today on GrillNationShow.com And on iTunes and TuneIn Radio today uh, Appreciate you connecting with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Hope you enjoyed our first few segments today of the show um, we have two more exciting ones coming for you now. Um, but first off, I want to thank our exceptional partners and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grillhor on 980 AM and on iTunes. They are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, or Andrew Bash, guest host and contributor, Kenny Ertz Perry, attorneys at law, John Kenny Ertz, guest co-host and contributor, Catalyst, Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer is a contributor and guest co-host, The Rieger KC and Jay Rieger and Co., Ryan Maybe, guest co-host and contributor, Kinsey Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. Thank you for your support of the Grill Nation show. In our next segment, um, first off, too, I want to say at grillnationshow.com, we have photos of all of our uh, guests, and all of our shows are also listed there. You can check out all the podcasts there as well. You can uh, find all of our guests and all of our shows there. Our next segment, I want to introduce two individuals who are in studio today to kind of uh, talk to us about uh, a great organization here in the Kansas City area, uh, Catholic Charities. And also, in our second segment with them, I want to get into a big event they have coming up on June 18th, uh, the Outpace Poverty Walk, which has added a 5K this year. So very exciting for all the athletic folks out there. And I know a lot of you that I've done a few 5Ks this year, but I need to do more. Uh, this will be a very exciting one coming up in June. But we have in studio today, we have uh, Stephen Hilliard, who's the executive director of uh, Catholic Charities, and uh, Lisa Tolp, who's the marketing communications director at Catholic Charities, and this is in the Kansas City and St. Joseph Diocese and area. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Great to have you guys. Um, First off, uh, let's talk about kind of your backgrounds, and then we'll get into Catholic Charities. So you both have been there for a while now, right? 
Well, Lisa has been there for a while. I actually joined Catholic Charities in the fall of last year. Okay. I'm a reformed corporate uh, person. I worked for State Street Bank for a number of years and also in the insurance industry. Now I'm trying very to get, involved, get back a Very bit. involved, yeah. though, Stephen, in the, uh, in the Catholic, oh, Catholic Church, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and Lisa? You're well, a marketing guru, right? I you am some, now. You have some media um, experience, too, I saw. I am a reformed journalist, a broadcast industry, and after uh, 15 years in television news and 10 years at home raising the family, I wanted to go back to something that felt comfortable and where I knew I was doing the most amount of good, and Catholic Charities was just a natural fit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that you've said to me on the uh, on the email that you can talk, so uh, I can talk. That's what usually what people can do, like you, right? <laughs> so, um, so talk to me about kind of. I, I know your website is great. It's at uh, CatholicCharities-KCSJ.org, um, but kind of give us a, a, some information about what actually Catholic Charities does in this region. So I think it's really important. And I don't know if enough people know that you guys help and, and support and have a lot of different services that people don't know about. Uh, I think the most important thing we do is support people at their most vulnerable moments, no matter what their walk of life, no matter race, religion, um, ethnicity, uh, any of those uh, factors. They don't figure in. We just help people when they need our help. And that's not just one-touch help. That is the kind of lasting help that helps people move out of poverty. We're looking at uh, finding lasting solutions breaking that generational cycle and really lifting up everybody and, and in turn lifting up the Kansas city community at large. Mm -hmm. You mentioned emergency assistance. Tell me about that. And and that's the first thing that brings people into our doors. We are located at 850 main street downtown and um, our doors open at 830 Monday through Thursday to anybody who wants to walk in and who needs assistance. The first thing that brings them is often food, transportation, um, employment, clothing, some of those basic necessities. Mm -hmm. So we start a conversation with them with a hello, with a cup of coffee, a drink of water, uh, and a what brings you in today. And for a lot of these folks, this is the first time that somebody's really wanted to hear their story. So we meet those emergency needs, and then we say, what can we do next to help you so that next month you don't come in and, and need help with your utilities? What can we do to help you strengthen your family, to help you find a job that pays a livable wage? Uh, we're committed to that long haul, uh, walking the pathway out of poverty with everybody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes two or three starts for a person to really want to make that commitment, but we stick with them. And I think that's what separates us from a lot of the other um, social service providers in town. Everybody does a great job, but we are not there just for that day that they need the groceries. We're mm-hmm. there for uh, the things that can give them long-term sustainable success. Mm-hmm. You guys mentioned you were downtown. Is that is that a newer office? I think I've driven by it, and it's it looks it looks fairly new and and nice. It's terrific. <laughs> Tell us about that. Um, well, you know, we serve twenty seven counties, but mm-hmm. fundamentally, our footprint is in Kansas City. When we talk about the services that Lisa described, and we're at Ninth and Main, so we're on the new streetcar line. Well, there you go, which is wonderful for both the visibility as well as access for our uh, the people we serve for the people that help us serve those. We have a lot of volunteer opportunities and mm-hmm. as well as people who just support us in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved in there about a year and a quarter ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to be in a really beautiful old building, but, uh, wasn't accessible. And so now our doors open on the main street Good. and, uh, that's not lost on us that we've opened the doors. We've created a welcome center 
So everyone who comes in, regardless of what their reason for coming, comes through those doors and is greeted by somebody. Mm-hmm. It's it's a beautiful outside. Um, talk to me about the workforce development part of the uh, how you serve folks. I know you mentioned that. Uh, that's so important, and it's it's something that maybe doesn't doesn't get realized as much as part of your core services. Well, and I'm, I'll throw in a little bit, and Lisa can fill in, but. One of the things we learned early with this new welcome center and with our presence there is that, as uh, Lisa talked about helping people figure out how to get beyond that crisis moment, that we started looking at people uh, with the idea that they had dreams, okay? Uh, A lot of times people didn't ask them. Mm -hmm. And those dreams would lead us into conversations about are you unemployed or underemployed? And, And pretty soon we were able to start finding ways to train them and basic skills that you and I might take for granted, networking, resume building, interviewing, that type of thing. And so now we view each person that comes in as as a potential job seeker, and that's made a big difference in how we serve our clients. But you want to talk about the program? It's specific. It's very interesting. Sure. Um, We really think that jobs that pay a livable wage are the fastest pathway out of poverty. And that doesn't only benefit the person who is employed. It benefits the family. It benefits the children. Uh, so we started talking about developing a workforce program about two years ago. And we really went full force in January of 2015, and we set a goal of 200 jobs that year, which we thought was a pretty lofty goal, and we placed about 280 people. Mm. Um, they come in, and we have a conversation with them, and then we do a little bit of paperwork. It's necessary to fill out a form. But right there on that form, it says, what are your career goals? It doesn't say what job do you want? There are a lot of people who say, I was never asked about a career. One woman kind of started to weep a little bit and said, I always wanted to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. We said, well, let's have that conversation and talk about how we can take you through some steps and ultimately get you into nursing school. These things happen all the time. Uh, today we're going to celebrate a young man who came to us um, needing a little bit of extra help finding a job. We helped him get placed. This, he was one of our first clients in January of 2015. And about six months later, he came in, not three months, with his name tag uh, that he was going to wear on his first day of work. We helped him get professional wardrobe attire. Um, a couple of months ago, I happened upon him when I was out shopping. He was uh, in a supervisory position at a retailer. Mm-hmm. He remembered what Catholic Charities had done for him, and he's coming in today to celebrate his success. Awesome. There are a lot of stories like that. Um, and these are long-term jobs. Mm-hmm. He's he's held this job now for well over a year and has his own place, his own transportation, and we want to do that for just about everybody who has the ability. That's awesome. Um, we're talking to Lisa Tolp and Stephen Hilliard from Catholic Charities. You guys serve uh, a huge amount of different types of people. These are people that are former offenders, disability and death, uh, seniors, veterans, mental health, children and families, uh, with everything. I mean, this is, it runs the gamut. It's not just one subsection of individuals here in Kansas City. Absolutely. And we started doing that more than 136 years ago. Mm-hmm. And throughout our history, we've sort of adapted to the needs of the community as they change. So at some point, it was necessary to help uh, serve seniors with affordable housing. At some point, it was necessary to help former offenders reassimilate, re enter their community and their families. Uh, we change with the needs of the community. We're a pretty elastic and modern organization that way. Um, all of those services are our core services, those that you just mentioned. And um, veterans, 
9% of the people we serve are veterans. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty amazing a pretty big number. number. Uh, 85% of the people we serve are not Catholic. I think that's a misconception. Yeah, and that's that something I want to talk about. You have to be Catholic or you have to uh, be Catholic to work there or to receive our services. That is not accurate. Yeah, and I think that is a, as a, as a myth. Um, I honestly, you know, grew up in Catholic, grew up schools, and I didn't know that. I mean, that is something that I don't think enough people know that you guys serve uh, no matter what religion you are um, or whatnot, you come in there and you and you serve and you assist those people. Right, and you know, shame on all of us that, <laughs> that we that we just, have the think, best yeah. that we have the best kept secret that shouldn't be a secret. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I I can relate to what you're saying. I mean, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, I probably didn't have an appreciation for what was going on downtown either, and and even out in the other parts of our. 27 Unity. counties. 27 right. counties. Right. A lot of people to serve. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of good being done there. Uh, I think what uh, this is another time where we can talk about Main Street. When we opened the doors, things began to change. Mm-hmm. We changed how we approached the poor and the needy. We changed how we approached pregnant moms who were uh, maybe single mothers or uh, adoptive parents because all of a sudden we met them where they were at, mm-hmm. not asking them to meet us where we were at. So mm-hmm. it, it made a big difference the Catholic community is learning about the new Catholic Charities approach. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's great to have you downtown. We're talking to Lisa Tolp and Stephen Hillier from Catholic Charities. After the break, we're going to talk to them about their exciting event coming up on June 18th, the Outpace Poverty Walk and 5K, um, helping uh, outpace poverty one step at a time. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. Thanks for listening. I turn the music up. I got my records on. I shut the world outside until the lights come on. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Greer. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com, also on iTunes and TuneIn Radio, and GrillNationShow.com. Uh, connect with me on social media at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. We're going to continue talking with Lisa Tolp, who's the, um, the Marketing and Communications Director at Catholic Charities of Kansas City St. Joseph, and Stephen Hilliard, who is the Executive Director of the Catholic Charities of the Kansas City and St. Joseph Diocese. They're located in downtown Kansas City at 850 Main Street. You can't miss them right on the new streetcar line, uh, opening up doors to all different types of people who need um, service, and they have many focused programs. And one of the things they have coming up is the Outpaced Poverty Walk and 5K. Uh, the website for that is outpacepoverty.org. It's on June 18th down at the Berkeley Riverfront Park, new location this year. So we wanted to have them in to talk about the big uh, race this year and give us some more details. So, uh, Lisa, why don't you start off and kind of tell us kind of what, what the meaning is behind this, fighting poverty, and um, this is your fourth year, correct? It is our fourth year, and it's getting bigger. It's getting better. We're adding um, new events and uh, new incentives for folks to come out and join us. Uh, Outpaced poverty is uh, more than just this 5K when you think about what that title really says, it's what we are committed to doing uh, 12 months of the year mm-hmm. in perpetuity to really get ahead of this problem that affects one in five people in our 27 counties, or one in five children, about 16% of the population. That's pretty amazing. And we are fortunate to live in this great city uh, with a lot of community engagement, and we really need to look out for each other. I think this gives us an opportunity to do that. So we moved down to the riverfront this year um, for a couple of reasons. 
we, we live and work down there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people we serve are familiar with that area. It's also got great views, uh, great history. You can see the Kansas City skyline from one angle. You can see the Christopher Bond Bridge from another. Mm-hmm. And you're along a historic riverfront that a lot of people, quite honestly, don't get down to very often. Right. So uh, as a beginning runner... Um, I went down and laced up my shoes and ran the course just to see if I could do it. And I was really amazed, pleasantly surprised at what a great venue this is. It's easy to follow course. It's flat. Uh, there's a lot of space for all of the great family activities that we have uh, planned for that day. And it'll be a great venue for this new community of runners that we think are going to join our mission. So this will be a timed run. Yep. There is a timed run that starts at 8 and then there is the fun run and walk option that starts immediately thereafter for those who uh, choose a different pace, if you yeah. will. You mentioned you're going to have uh, family uh, type stuff at the uh, event. Tell us about that. What do we got going on? Well, we like to kind of call it a finish line festival. You start with a continental breakfast. Uh, you start with a real fun warm up. We've got all the mascots. Slugger's going to be there and Blue from Sporting KC and KC Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have... The fire truck that you can tour, the face painters, the balloon artists, clowns, the mobile zoo, uh, ice cream, and, you know, just all that fun kind of activity that comes at the end of a, an accomplishment. We want to celebrate the folks that come out to help us, and we want them to celebrate. Afterward, go down to the river market, catch the trolley for the first time, take a look at a neighborhood that you maybe haven't seen or experienced before. That's why we think it'll be a great morning for the whole family. And it's at Berkeley Riverfront Park, and you mentioned it was flat, so... It is flat. Runner, you can get in there and and, and there help are a out. couple of turns. Um, it'll be clearly marked, and there are literally no hills. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen, so this is the fourth year. Um, how do people get involved with this? I mean, um, I know you have like a, a team pages and, and sponsor pages, and or excuse me, donation pages. How is that going to work this year? Right. Well, uh, we've got some great software that allows you to sign up with as a team. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, for instance, you or I could sponsor a team, and then our friends and family, our coworkers, just go on, identify that team. They register, and whether they register for the walk, fun run, or whether they run the timed run, uh, all those count against that team's total. And so the team is incented to try to beat others. Uh, we Last year we had somebody who uh, really took that to heart and brought a lot of folks down. And uh, so this year we've we've told her that she has to hang back a little bit. No, uh, she happens to work for us. does a great job. But, you know, um, we've got about 70, 80 teams signed up already because we have a bunch of fraternal organizations, Mm -hmm. uh, Knights of Columbus, Mm -hmm. Knights of Peter Claver. Uh, We've got a university that's bringing a a young adult group down. Uh, So you can, you know, develop a team by your friends and family, your neighborhood, your work, uh, you know, some other social outreach venue something like that and if somebody else just wants to like you know as, a, as an avid runner and wants to run that morning can they just just sign donate, up sign up and you donate? sign up as Absolutely. an individual the the entry fee for the race is 25 dollars, which as a runner you know is a really affordable entry fee mm-hmm. if you want to do the fun run and walk it's free uh we are looking as much for participation and awareness raising as we are for fundraising although we'll take both mm-hmm. and um it's easy to to sign up. It's easy to peer to peer fundraise, which is kind of how we make the money. So if you want to sign up for say my team, Team Tulp, mm-hmm. we will uh, gladly take uh, any of those donations. Uh, so there's a couple of really great options. Yeah, there is. Uh, definitely, we'll send this out so you can you can join by individual or by team. Twenty five dollars for the five uh, k, and uh, 
you can sign up at outpacepoverty.org. Uh, and then the rest of the stuff is free. If you're going to be the walker, you're going to be a, uh, the family walk or the fun walk, which I've done the last few years. Uh, that's free uh, with the donate. And you can also donate to um, out at Catholic Charities at the website. Absolutely. So it's on June 18th, by the way. What time again? June 18th. If you, uh, you can pre-register anytime. If you want to walk up and register that day, we'll be there starting at 7. Mm-hmm. The warm-up starts at 7.30, 7.40. And uh, we'll see you at the finish line, Jason, or at the starting line at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Berkeley Riverfront Park. Steve, I cut you off there. Oh no, no! I was just going to mention every runner is going to get a T-shirt. Okay, and, yeah, and yeah. Also, by you know, both men and women will have uh, age categories, and so there's a, an incentive to maybe win your category and, and get your award. Hmm. And if you want a T-shirt for the fun run or for the walk, twenty five dollars will get you a, a T-shirt for that as well. And all of this goes to all the great things you guys do um, at Catholic Charities, but more importantly, to outpace poverty. Absolutely. Um, great. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. Anything else you want to talk about? What other programs you have uh, going on right now? I mean, you, you just well, got we so have, much stuff happening. We have a great event on Friday. Quite honestly, uh, we are partnering with several of the mental health providers around the city mm-hmm. and with Cerner to offer um, an event called Mental Health Make the Connection. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm. And Catholic Charities is really um, concerned with the health and well-being of not just our clients, but the community as a whole. And um, we think that supporting people with mental health challenges and, and their care providers and all that kind of thing is an important part of our work. A lot of the people that we see experience some sort of mental illness. Secondary to, you know, poverty can be traumatic. It can mm-hmm. be stressful, anxiety-producing. We see depression. So as an agency, we work really hard to be uh, – offer trauma-informed care, and now we want that message to go out in the community that mental health is health. When you have a mental health challenge, uh, you need a community of support. And that's part of what we do. Mm-hmm. So that's Friday at that's Cerner. Wellness, yeah. Wellness Registration is full, although um, there we have a waiting list. So we have morning and afternoon sessions for professionals, people in faith communities, family members. Uh, the... Website is maketheconnectionkc.org if anybody's interested in that event or seeing if there's any space. We'd love to see you out at Cerner. Very cool. Um, Lisa Tolp, Catholic Charities, a Marketing Communications Director, and Stephen Hilliard, the Executive Director of Catholic Charities, both for the, uh, the Diocese of Kansas City, St. Joseph. Thanks for coming on the show today. Outpacepoverty.org is the website for the, for the Time 5K and Fun Walk, uh, which will be June 18th. Uh, down at Berkeley Riverfront Park starting at 8 o'clock for the run, and the right after that will be the walk. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Everyone go out and check it out. Uh, I'll be there, I believe, that morning. We'll be doing the 5K. Oh, yeah, you will. Yeah, we'll be doing the 5K, um, and I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you thanks for, for having, having us. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation Show. We'll see you next week. I appreciate you joining us today. Have a good one.